excited today about our advanced training uh already alluded to it a little bit earlier but today today we're going to hear from eric belair um i uh just this past sunday night on our team call my friend eric belair agreed to be on as a uh, as a guest uh and I, I just asked him to come on and just tell us you know what do you think is separating you as a top producer from a mediocre producer an average producer you know what separates you and and listen he's been around 12 13 years it's not that he's just been separated this year it, he's consistently making over four hundred thousand dollars a year with the alliance um and when i heard him on sunday night i didn't say this in the intro but when i heard him on sunday night i thought gosh i totally forgot how good how excellent a trainer Eric Belair is. I think Eric is absolutely one of the top trainers in the Alliance, um, and uh, he's absolutely spectacular. So on Sunday night, I was like, live on the call, I said, man, I got to get you on a Tuesday morning at some point. Uh, and, uh, and, and then I thought more about it. I was like, I need him on this Tuesday morning to hear from Eric. Now, I will say this, uh, that if you've been around the Alliance for, let's say, a year, you've been to a national event, you've seen Eric dancing. Um, uh, that man, when music is on, his hips are moving. The dude just moves, and he's got moves. Uh, but uh, I distinctly remember being on a cruise uh, in the Silver Seas down in the Caribbean, and uh, there was a disco night, and, uh, and that was, I mean, you talk about wheelhouse. This was his wheelhouse, and I just remember that dude, as long as the music was playing and even after it stopped, he kept on dancing. Uh, I said that on Sunday night. My friend Dan Gillingham sent me a picture from that night. <laughs> That's my friend Eric Belair. That's what I saw dancing all stinking night. I'll never forget those white pants, man. Uh, he was <laughs> he was rolling with it, but I want to <laughs> I want to I want to stop sharing the screen real quick and uh, and bring up his video. I want to hear from my friend Eric Belair. Let's see if we can do this here. All right. Eric, are you there? I'm here, Fitz. How you doing? I'm fantastic, man. Take it away, my friend. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is an awesome call. Uh, I see everybody on the call, and you're all part of the Fitz organization, which is the hugest or organization in the Alliance. Woo! That's an amazing feat right there. Uh, my hat's off to Fitz and Heather for everything they've accomplished and for all the winners that they've got on their team. And I'm humbled that he's asked me to come onto this team because – you know, I got on about five or six minutes ago and I got to hear from some of the people that um, I've been chasing over some years. I mean, Michelle Alleman, I mean, come on, you guys got a winner, winner right there. That lady is just on fire week after week after week. I'm wondering what the heck I can add to this that she probably isn't already teaching you. Um, because I, I just love that lady and her husband, Mike, and what they've been able to accomplish with the Alliance and going out there and teaching their, their daughter how to do it and, and then teaching her husband how to do it. They're, that's just awesome fits right there, man. But, um, you know, I had a great time with you on Sunday night talking to your team, and uh, I went over some things, and um, I, I, I told you that I did not go into enough detail on something because we wouldn't have all the time in the world to do it. And um, I brought up two books, and I, and I mentioned one of them by John Maxwell. They're both by John Maxwell. 
and, and we talked about one of them. And it's really great that I heard Michelle say what she said today. She's intentional. She's intentional. I mentioned the word purposeful, purposeful, intentional. The fact of the matter is winning producers, succeeding producers, top producers are intentional. They're purposeful. So go out there and get that book. I'll mention it again. John Maxwell, Intentional Living. Again, I'm not going to rehash everything I talked about on uh, Sunday night, but a second book I alluded to was a book that John Maxwell wrote. And I love this book. And it's called How Everyone Communicates, But Few Connect. You see, we all have the ability to run our mouths. We all have the ability to run these lips. But the question is, are we communicating? Uh, I mean, are we connecting? And the thing about it is, is that um, I know you've heard this saying before, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Um, it's not what you say, it's how you make people feel. And it's so funny because Fitz did not tell me uh, that he was going to have a shell talk. He did not tell me he was going to have, I believe the name is Michael Swales talk. And it's funny that I've, I was going to talk about some of those same things. So it's great that I'm going to piggyback on what they said and just possibly put it in a different way, in a different light. So I don't know if, uh, if Fitz, I don't know if at the same time you could put up a whiteboard and, and write on it, but that's fine if you can't, but everybody just draw a, a perfect square on a piece of paper, just like the frame that I'm in right now, draw a perfect square and have four corners on that square. And I want to talk to you about what I believe that book that John Maxwell that wrote, that he wrote, talks about the four corners of a person's subconscious mind and what that person is thinking the minute you open your mouth. The minute you open your mouth, whether it's on the phone are in the home, these are the four things a person is thinking subconsciously about you, okay? The first thing is, you got to write this on the top left-hand corner of, of, of the corner, write the word help. Outside of, the, outside of the box, write the word help. See, the people are subconsciously asking themselves, the moment you open your mouth, is this person truly able to help me, to help us? Do they truly have the ability to help us? Does Eric Belair have the ability to help me? And it, it, it's not, you just can't sit there and say, I'm here, I can help you. You've got to show it in your actions, in your listening skills, and, and the fact that you're being concerned and genuine, right? So the first corner is, are you somebody that can help them? The second corner that John Maxwell talks about in that book they're asking themselves this. It's been scientifically proven. He said he's talked to psychologists and, you know, everything. It's scientifically proven. The next question they're asking in their mind is, is this person somebody that cares about us? Is this somebody that truly puts my interest ahead of their own? Is this person truly a caring soul? They're asking that question. And they're finding it out by how you act, how you behave, how you listen, how you talk. The next, on the bottom left-hand corner, I want you to write the word trust. Isn't it funny that Michael Swales brought that up today? Isn't it funny that's what Fitz talked about as well after Swales talked? Because it does talk about trust. My, John Maxwell says, one of the ingredients that a subconscious mind of a human being is wondering when they're communicating with you is, are you somebody that they can trust? 
Are you a trustworthy spirit? Are you a trustworthy soul? And the fourth and final corner, I want you to write the word friendly. People want to make sure you're a friendly person. You're a person that they want to do business with. They might even want to be in business with. So are you a friendly person? So the four corners are helpful. Do you care? Are you trustworthy? And are you friendly? Now, Fitz, I had a revelation this week because I've been teaching something else as well that I talk about the four corners of an in-home experience. And this week, as I was doing a team meeting on Zoom, I had a revelation that my four-corner experience lines up exactly with what John Maxwell talks about. And I still train on John Maxwell's four words that you need to know that a client is wondering about you and you need to be up to the task of achieving success. And by proving them, you can help them, you care, you're trustworthy, and you're friendly. So it's funny that my my four-corner experience, and I call them the four E's for Eric, um, no, just joking. Uh, these are the four corners. So if you look at the word, my four corners are educational, educational, emotional, enlightening, and entertaining. And isn't it funny that, again, Michael Swales talked about make it fun, make it fun. It's funny you got a top producer who's telling you to make it fun. And I know you got to make it fun. So, but you also got to make it emotional. So underneath the word help, which is outside of the box, right inside of the box, the word educational, educational. Under the word care, inside the box, write the word emotional, write the word emotional. On the bottom left-hand corner of the box where the word is trust, write the word enlightening. And on the right side of the word friendly, write the word entertaining. Because to me, those four E's I realized the other day line up with those other words. Because if you can help somebody, I believe you got to give them a little bit of an education. And I could give you a little bit of an education right now to prove my point in about 30 seconds or less. And I like to do this with clients. Education such as less than 3% of terms ever pay a claim in our country's history. I'm not saying not to buy term. I happen to have 3.5 million of it, but it's a fact that I needed you to know. Oh, by the way, just to let you know that 40% of Americans over age 65 will end up in a nursing home. They say that 70% of Americans over age 65 will end up needing assisted living. They say that average women live to be 81 to 84 and average men live to be 79 to 81. I like those educational facts because it helps my client to realize the power of my product. There's other educational facts that I'll give them, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there and train them that night. What I'm gonna do is give them a little bit to eat on to know that I am a guy that can help. I'm a guy that knows my facts and I can help. On the emotional side, oh dear God, is the emotional side important? Michael Swales mentioned his ATM. I don't know what his page two says on it. I really don't. But I know, Fitz, when I look at a person's page two, in my opinion, it needs to have something that has to do with their experience with death. If they've lost their mother, if they've lost their father, if they've lost their brother, if they've lost their sister, if they've lost their aunt or their uncle or their grandparent, 
And God forbid, if they've lost a child, I think the client needs to know that. I think the client needs to know that your mother-in-law has passed away and that your father-in-law passed away before the age of 70. I think your client needs to know that they died with a plan or they died without a plan. And then I think you should just go right into the client and say, let me ask you about your experience. Is your mother still alive? Is your dad still alive? What about your grandparents? And when they tell you yes or no, if they say no and they're passed away, you ask another follow-up question. After you make the statement, of course, I'm sorry for your loss. How did they die? What, what age were they? This is a very emotional time. If you haven't cried in an appointment, then you haven't had a real appointment because I've cried in several appointments. The fact of the matter is, is that when they tell you that they've died, and that, by the way, if it ain't their parents, if it ain't their grandparents, and it isn't their uncles, and it isn't their aunts, and it isn't their siblings, and it isn't their kids, you got to just ask them straight out. When's the last time you've been to a funeral? Have you known anybody that's passed away close to you, close to your family? And the cool question to ask behind that is, what about, what about them? Did they have a plan in place? Or did they not have a plan in place? And what I love about that question is, it doesn't matter how they answer it, Michael. If they, if they answer it, Jonathan, yes, my dad had a plan in place. You look at them right in the eye and you say, thank God. And I plan on not leaving here today until we do what your dad did. Agreed? If they look at you and say, you know what? Unfortunately, my grandmother did not have a plan in place. You look at them right in the eye and you say, you know what? I promise I'm not leaving here tonight until we do what your grandmother should have done. Agreed? Now you wonder, what's the enlightenment part in the bottom left-hand corner and, 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 and the trust part? You know, that, I just put those together because that's the only E word I had left. And I believe it goes where that is at. Because when I talk about enlightenment, I'm, I, I'm not going to say I'm sorry. That's not right. That's not right. That's not the right word. I, you, I, I talk about my faith in a home. I talk about my faith in a home. I say it and I say it in a general way that they know I read the Bible. And then because of life insurance re, 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 uh, relevance, and then I go into knowing how they respond to that. And we may talk a little bit about faith. But to me, that builds trust as well. But I'll sit there and I say, the Bible says we don't live past 120. We used to. We used to, right? But the Bible says now we don't live past 120. And based on the response I get from people on that, I could talk about my faith, talk a little bit about their faith, but that's enlightenment and that builds trust. And then in the fourth corner, you got to make your appointment a little bit entertaining. Yes, I've cried, but in that same appointment, I've laughed. In that same appointment, I've had fun. So I make my appointments educational, emotional, enlightening and entertaining knowing the client wants to know I can help them that I care about them that I can be trusted and that I'm friendly and the more you do that and the better job you do of that the better your experience will be and the better your production will be and that's why the ATM was built if you use it right and you use it the way it's supposed to be used you'll build that by the way there's we're not going to get into today's call but there's a my opinion there's one more reason is it overcomes the four objections that agents who don't use it hear, but agents who do use it don't hear. And the best objection is one you never hear. And again, 
don't need to get into that today because I promise Fitz, I talk about one more thing. I also alluded that to the fact on Sunday night that I'm investing about $200 a week, every other week, maybe, on A3 leads. And I'm buying the entire state of Florida A3 leads. And I've been doing this since the second month of COVID, right? The first month of COVID, I stopped hot knocking. I got scared, not scared for myself, even though my wife has kidney disease. And even though she's demanding that I wear a mask and being safe and this and that and wiping my hands and don't bring home the disease, I can understand that. I was scared because I went to a client's house on a hot knock and she let me have it, okay, about her husband being ill and how dare I be there. So it kind of scared me going like, whoa, I got to respect people. I got to respect their position. So moving through that three-week period of no hot knocking, I finally got my courage back. And I said, what am I doing? I I'm an essential personnel. Matter of fact, I have masks now that say essential personnel on them. If you haven't seen them, they're pretty cool. My wife makes them. My wife makes them. But I knock on doors now with no fear. If somebody wants to go off on me, go off on me. But I'm out here for a purpose, a reason, and I'm going to help you and your family. And, and it's important that we talk now. It's important we get this done now. But, but the fact of the matter is I'm buying these A3 leads because I, I, I told Fitz the other, um, the other night that I believe an A3 lead becomes an A3 lead. And remember the four corners I just talked about. There's agents who don't focus on that. There's agents who don't care about that. To Michael Swell's point, there's agents who don't even care about trust. And I guarantee you there's agents don't really care. And there's agents that don't really want to help. And all they're out is for themselves. So a lot of times when that happens, those agents don't even get a sale. Okay. So the reason an A3 lead, in my opinion, becomes an A3 lead is because of ignorance and arrogance. Ignorance and arrogance. And Usually the ignorance and arrogance is because of the client being ignorant or arrogant. And I've had ignorant and arrogant clients. I'm not going to die. I don't believe I'm going to die. I didn't know this was for that. I thought it was something else, whatever the reason, you know, I don't have enough money, even though I have an 80 inch, you know, LED screen. And even though I got a brand new Corvette in the driveway, I don't have enough money to take care of my family. That's ignorance. That's arrogance. And in our pursuit of protons, neutrons, electrons, and, and, and one day finding megatrons, which is a million dollar annuity, we're going to find our share of morons. It's going to happen. And, and, and that's just life. And, and I, and I love overcoming ignorance and arrogance. One of my, one of my joys is to help people shed away the ignorance and arrogance and turning a moron into a megatron or into a proton or into a neutron or into a electron. It's not easy but I love doing it because of common sense and an approach of genuine concern. But really where that A3 lead is awesome is when you go behind an agent who's ignorant and arrogant. And unfortunately, there are ignorant and arrogant agents out there that wake up on the wrong side of the bed and let their clients know it, that have issues with things and let their clients know it. They have, you know, they, they go into a home with their with their interest at, at heart and not the clients. And when you go in behind an ignorant, arrogant agent, 
it's like taking candy from a baby if you follow those four corners. So I love buying these A3 leads because I know there's ignorance and arrogance out there that needs to be cleared up. And now when I get these A3 leads, I have an approach that I promised Fitz I'd share with you. And I alluded to it Sunday night. It doesn't start with a phone call. I buy A3 leads locally in my market purposely for the intent to go out and hot knock them. I hot knock them first. After I hot knock them, I send them a letter. And the envelope is a bright yellow envelope. Matter of fact, unfortunately, you won't be able to copy this because the U.S. Post Office has changed their rules. But we even had a personalized stamp on our envelopes. Now, after I send them the envelope, then if I haven't heard from them because of the hot knock sticker or because of the letter in the mail, then I call them. And I reference the letter, which includes a copy of their lead, and I speak to them. Now, let's talk about the ones that are in Miami, the ones that are in Jacksonville, the ones that are in the Panhandle, the ones that are in Tampa, the ones I don't plan on hot knocking because they're outside of my area, but I'm buying them. First thing I do is I send them a letter. I send them a letter. Yep, my wife, since, co since the first month of COVID ended, she's been stuffing about 150 to 200 of these every other week. And she mails them out. And the letter says, I'll be calling you in about a week or two regarding your request for my help. Now, you might be saying, Eric, that's a lot of work. That's, that's an investment. I'm sharing, you, I'm sharing this with you because it works. If it didn't work, I wouldn't be sharing it with you. If I haven't made sales because of it, I wouldn't be sharing it with you. So I'm still working my GMR. I'm still working my list of leads. I'm still going to go with para. I'm still going to have them uh, corporates call up and, and do my kit and call up my possible candidates from MedSup MedAdvantage. But I'm keeping this afloat as well. Two reasons. One, I love helping families. And two, these families still need help. So does every one of them become a gold mine? No. Matter of fact, some of them who say they're going to move forward end up not moving forward. Whatever. Now, the easiest one I had, I won't forget. By the way, now check it out. This is something you got to know. One last piece of it. So I send the letter. Wait about a week and a half. Then I call them. When I call them, if I don't get a hold of them, remember they're in Jacksonville, they're in they're in the Panhandle, they're in the Keys. I'm immediately leaving them a message. This is an old A3 lead, RNRW, RNRW2, and it's not in my area, so I cannot get out in front of them. I immediately leave them a message about my bright yellow envelope, about who I am, and that I'm calling them up. I immediately hang up and I save their number in my phone and I immediately send them a quick text that says, hey Fitz, call me regarding your attached request and I take a picture of the lead and send it to them. So when I dial these 150 to 180 leads and I'm pulling, it takes me some time. I'm getting through about 25 an hour. So I'm dialing for about four to five hours to complete the process for the first phone call. Now, some of them I get on the phone, some of them I don't. Leave messages if I don't, text them if I don't. I put the ones I don't get a hold of in a stack. 
About five days later, I call him one more time. The second time I call him, don't leave him a message. Blow through those a lot faster, maybe about 65 an hour. And then I take them leads and I give them away free to my agents that I have in Jacksonville, that I have in Tampa, that I have in the Keys, and I recommend they go out and hot knock them immediately. I've, I've warmed up the engine, but they haven't done what I wanted them to do in the time frame I wanted them to do it. I've been debating on calling them a third time, and here's why. The ones I put in a stack behind me to give to an agent, I've gotten phone calls from the clients finally and saying they want to do business. And I'm going like, I almost gave that sale away. And also, just to let you know, I had a guy, I had a call. He didn't pay attention to my voicemail. He didn't pay attention to my text. The second round of calls, I've made several sales the second round of calls. The second round of calls, he goes, I'm sorry for not getting back to you. I'm interested. This is what's going on. This is what I got. This is what I need. What do you got? And we did an AIGE app over the phone for like $225 a month. Boom, yow. So folks, I'm just giving you, giving you an idea of what you can do to help change your productivity, to help change your income. Whether you do it or not, it's up to you. We can show you what we're doing, and then it's up to you whether or not you want to do what we're doing. So Fitz, that's what I've got. I hope I didn't take too long. Um, if you have any questions, I'd be more than happy to answer them for you. No, that was fantastic. I'm going to go ahead and give you a hand. I know you like that. <laughs> hey, funny thing, Fitz, I tried to copy that the other day on my Zoom call, and I don't know what it was. I think I might have had one of my best Zoom calls ever, but because I was so worried about getting that dang clapping thing right, and I did, I forgot to record it. <laughs> I, I will say <laughs> thank you so much for uh, joining us today, Eric. I will say to everybody, look, um, some people, I, the cynics in my head are going, well, I don't know if that'll work or not. No, he, he said it. He's teaching it because it did work. It's not, you can't debate history. It, it happened. It's, it's working. Um, but it's also kind of the grocery store approach. You go to the grocery store, you don't buy everything at the grocery store. You take what you need and you move on. Um, if what he just said, you just kind of go, eh, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Okay, no big deal. But maybe you are. Maybe you're in a place where you're like, okay, I, I am in a place. I need to think outside the box. This is definitely a way of thinking outside the box. And it is working, which is what I like the best. So thank you, Eric, so much. Give him another hand, everybody. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week. <laughs>